Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight for our time of ministry in the Word of God and our Bible study. Ooh, God is amazing. He's good. He's awesome. Hallelujah. <laughs> we would never find enough words to adequately describe our Father and His faithfulness and His love to us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us wherever you are joining us from, whatever platform you are joining us on. Glory to God. As this year, uh, 2023, um, wraps up, we're so thankful. This is still our season of praise here at Abundant Life. And hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just can't get enough of Him. We can't stop praising Him. Glory to God. The praise is just brimming over. <laughs> it's just brimming over. God has been too good. God has done so much for us. We are ever thankful to Him. We are ever grateful. Hallelujah. <laughs> glory, glory, glory to God wherever you are tonight. Could you lift up your hands, lift up your voice, and just worship and praise our Heavenly Father? Glory to God. Would you bless His name? Lord, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We are so full of gratitude. We are so full of praise. We are so full, Lord, of thanksgiving. Receive the glory to yourself, Father. Receive the worship. Receive the praise. Hallelujah. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, would you, let's just bow our heads and formally open up with the word of prayer tonight, Father. In the name of Jesus, we come before you again with thanksgiving and praise. Lord, we honor you for your faithfulness and your loving kindness. Thank you so much for everything that you've done for us, everything that you are doing, even in this moment. It is such a privilege to be alive. Oh, hallelujah. Wherever we are, Lord, we know you are with us. We're never alone. Your mighty presence is walking with us, walking with us through the valleys, walking with us over the mountains. Father, helping us subdue and conquer. We give you the glory and we give you the praise. Granting us grace to stand, to be strong, to persevere through every attack, through every difficulty. Lord, we bless your holy name. And Lord, I thank you for all of my brothers and sisters that are online with us tonight and those that will receive this message afterwards. I thank you, God, for keeping us, for sustaining us in this year. As this year rolls towards an end, we're so thankful we're still here in the land of the living. Yes, we have endured so many challenges. Yes, we have endured so many difficulties. Yes, we have had to deal with so many things and different situations in life. But God, you have never left us. Your hands have continually remained upon us. And we are so thankful. We're so thankful. We're so thankful. So receive the glory and the praise. Bless this service tonight. Bless this Bible study. Bless these words. Oh, hallelujah. Grant us illumination. Precious Holy Spirit, welcome. <laughs> ah, hallelujah. Cause your light to shine upon your word tonight. Grant us great grace. We trust you. Lord, I speak the blessings of heaven upon my brothers and sisters. And I declare, Father, it is well with them, every single one of them, all of them and their loved ones. We know you love us. We know you are perfecting everything that concerns us. And even the things we don't understand, even the things that we don't necessarily um, uh, can't figure out uh, what is going on, why what is going on is going on and all of that. In spite of that, we trust you, Father. We trust you. And I thank you, God, that you will receive the glory and the praise in our lives as you always do. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much again for joining us tonight. What a glorious opportunity. The year is almost over. 
we've been discussing for several months now, guaranteed success, divine guidance through the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. What a glorious time we've had Wednesday after Wednesday. The presence of God has always been with us, has helped us so much to accomplish everything that we have accomplished over the last several months. And tonight I'm very excited. You know, we are continuing on. We have been uh, just in closing out this series of lessons and Bible studies discussing vital signs of success um, in our lives. Um, when we do a self-check, been encouraging us to do a self-check. And there are five questions that we've been trying to answer. Um, we have two more of these sessions and the Lord is helping us and we'll be closing this out. But let's start out from our theme scriptures. 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 5, in the New Living Translation, David said, Is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and success. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and my success. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. The Amplified says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will deal wisely and have good success. Hallelujah. Third John and verse 2 says, I wish will wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. And in the Living Bible, it says, I'm praying that all is well with you, that you are healthy, even as your soul is, is healthy, is well. Hallelujah. All is well with you, that all turns out well with you. That really is what success is. Well, we have spent several months, several weeks, several sessions now discussing guarantees that God has given to us for success. And um, especially some of the most um, essential areas that determine our success in life, that make us a true success, a true success, not a failure, a true success. And you and I are destined as we walk in our covenant relationship with God. Remember, David said he has made an everlasting covenant with me. And that everlasting covenant comes with guarantees. Hallelujah. He will ensure so many things, everything around so many different areas of our lives will work out. They will work out and all will be well with us. These are the five questions that we have been looking at to wrap up and to close out this series of lessons. Number one, am I 100% sure that I'm in the will of God right now? Do I have God's timing right for what I am seeking to accomplish? What a powerful, powerful session we had with that. Number two, am I 100% certain that I am walking in love with everyone I know and that I bear no unforgiveness towards anyone. The Lord helped us to really delve into that very strongly last week. As much um, as success is guaranteed to us, the only way we will really ever make good success in our lives is that we walk in love like our Heavenly Father does. The fullness of God is only available to a believer when they are committed to the love walk, right? Um, the fullness of God, the fullness of God, when God does the exceeding abundant in our lives, 
and help us overcome and help us live a life of true success is only possible when we are walking in love. We learned that from Ephesians chapter 3 last week. Hallelujah. When we are walking in forgiveness, we're not, we're not holding anything against anyone. And our hearts are clear. And we're loving God's people and loving those that are around us. Today, we're going to go into the third question. Am I 100% sure that I am flexible, malleable, and agreeable? Am I convinced that I am not rigid and unyielding in my ways? Am I open to growing and exploring new ideas? Am I a team player? And do I celebrate my team above myself? Is the collective success of my team more significant to me than my individual success? Am I content with the place that God has given to me on my team? Every single one of us is called to work in a team. You are in a team. In your family, you are in a team. Um, on the job, in your career, you are in a team. In the ministry, in the kingdom of God, we are certainly a team of, of believers. Um, in every area of our lives, we are placed in teams. And our ability to succeed individually is actually entirely dependent on our willingness to succeed with the teams that God has called us to work in. If our teams succeed, we will succeed. If our teams prosper, we will prosper. If our teams do well, we will do well. This is an area that is so often overlooked because a lot of times we're so passionate and that is to be expected. That is actually not a bad thing. We are so passionate about succeeding by ourselves. We really want to succeed. We, we look at what the things that we're seeking to do to accomplish the areas that we're working in and we really, really want to do well. And that is awesome. But our doing well by ourselves individually is actually incumbent on our doing well with the team that God has placed us in. If our team does not do well, we don't do well. If we're not doing well where we are planted with the team that we are planted in, we will not do well individually. No one ever really succeeds alone. We'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes here. That's the third question, and we're going to seek to um, just delve into that a little bit tonight. Not really too exhaustively, but uh, I'll throw out a few things at us that we can study if we're interested and, uh, and strengthen some of the areas that the Holy Spirit has already been dealing with us on. The fourth question, which I'm trusting God we can look at next week in our next session, next service, probably be our last session in this series of lessons, is am I 100% committed to living the life of faith with no compromises or excuses? Am I 100% committed to living the life of faith with no compromises or excuses? And of course, the last question, which we have already dealt into um, during the course of this series of lessons, am I 100% committed to standing and to keep advancing through the adversities of life? Have I burnt all my bridges behind me? Hmm? Am I completely sold out to my current undertakings without any double-mindedness or second thoughts? That actually works very, very much closely, um, even with the fourth question that we will be closing out this series of lessons with, the question on being 100% committed to living by faith. Have I burnt all my bridges behind me? Am I committed 100% to to what I am called to do, my, my current um, pursuits, am I sold out, right? Have I gotten rid of every double-mindedness and second thoughts? 
Am I completely sold out to my current undertakings? That actually works very, very closely with the, uh, the uh, concept of faith. And we'll talk about that by God's grace next week. Hallelujah. But tonight, let's spend some time talking about that, um, that issue of being flexible, malleable, finding our place on our teams. Let's read, uh, listen to this. It says, uh, I love this. Um, you will never realize your dream. These words came to me a few days ago as I was studying. You will never realize your dream or achieve success alone. God has assigned each of us teams. And the key to the success of our teams is unity. The key to the success of our teams is unity, whether in family, at home, at work, in business, career, pursuits, ministry. The key to success is being in your assigned team and being one with them and yourself. A few years ago, as I was studying, those words um, were, um, were crystallized in my spirit. And just a few days ago, I found myself, um, those words bubbling back up in my study. And I, when I looked at where I'd written it several years ago, and, and, and it seemed to make a lot of sense uh, scripturally. No one will succeed alone. So have you found your place in your team? Are you pulling together with your team? Are you moving forward together with your team? In every area, starting from family, right? Starting from your, your home, your family, your, those, those that are connected with you. And then to the kingdom of God, the body of Christ. Have you found your place? Are you walking together and pulling together with your team in the body of Christ? Then to your pursuits in your career. Have you found your place in your team? If you are in business, have you found your team? If you are in leadership, have you found your team? If you are working with other people um, to, to pursue and achieve um, certain goals and objectives, have you found your place on those teams? Are you pulling together with them? Are you in unity? Are you in unity? Are you flexible and malleable? Those are some of the initial thoughts that, um, that I threw out at you tonight, earlier on in this service. Are you flexible? Are you malleable? Are you content with your place on your team? Is the success, the collective success of your team, is that more significant to you than your individual success? Or are you a lone ranger? Are you a solo runner? That it, it's all, everything about you, right? If you are not the center, you are not happy. I hope that's not you. I hope that's not you. If you are not, if you are not the center of, of attention, if you are not the center of uh, the focus of everybody's um, 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 attention, and if you are not the one in the center of everything that everyone is doing, uh, you are not satisfied. I hope that is not you. Because each of us succeeds as we find our place in the teams that God has assigned us. Are you pursuing something that is bigger than yourself? Are you, are you pursuing dreams that were not necessarily sourced through you? Are you pursuing dreams that God sourced through others, but which he placed you on their path to help them interpret? I wrote this about, um, about Joseph. In order to interpret your own dream, your own dreams, and get it right, 
you will have to interpret someone else's dreams and help them get it right. You know, a lot of times we're so focused on what we want to do, our own dreams, our own vision. And like I said earlier on, there's nothing wrong with that. But we've got to, first of all, be living for something that is beyond us. There's got to be something bigger than what we can conceive and come up with. And in order for us to interpret our own dreams and get it right and succeed, we must be willing to interpret others' dreams first and help them get it right. So are you flexible? (laughs) Are you 100% sure you're flexible? Are you open to change? Are you malleable? Are you convinced that you are not rigid or unyielding in your ways? Are you a team player? Amen? These are all extremely important questions that we need to answer in our self-assessment. Look at the power of unity. There's a power of unity in achieving success. The Bible says right here, let's read Psalm 133 together. Psalm 133. It says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is For brethren to dwell together in unity, it is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing even life forevermore. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. The grace that we need to succeed is going to come through channels that we are already connected with. That oil that flows from the top of the head to the beard, to the skirts of Aaron's um, garment, that oil is what helps us wherever we are positioned in that body. That oil that is flowing from the head is what enables us to be able to find our own place of lubrication and success. That oil creates grace for us to achieve success where we are called. That oil, that grace, that anointing. So if we're out of place in the team where God assigned us, we are going to lack that grace. And if we're so focused on our own individual success and not playing our part, in the team, on the team to which God has placed us, our own dreams ultimately may never succeed. Hallelujah. Look at the prayer that the Lord Jesus Christ prayed for the disciples. John 17. No, we're familiar with this. John chapter 17 from verse 21 to verse 23 is a power of unity. Unity creates the platform that enables us to achieve success. He said in John chapter 17 and verse 21, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in you, in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory that you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you sent me, and you love them as you have loved me. The glory, that glory we are describing in this series of lessons as success. The glory that has been given that has been promised to you and to me, which comes from the Lord Jesus Christ, will really only be manifest in our lives 
when we find our place on the team to which we have been called and assigned, wherever we are connected. Remember, even secularly, if you have a market, if you have a calling in the marketplace, maybe you are into business or maybe you are into um, 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 whatever you do, whatever you pursue as your career, which most of us um, are pursuing some career or the other. Well, uh, we were placed by the Lord in, in those, on those teams. There is a connection and a grace that is made available for us on those teams. And our ability to succeed in our lives, to have our dreams fulfilled, is actually totally dependent on how successful our teams are. Go back again um, to all the way back. At the very beginning, you remember the story of the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11. All of these different people had a dream to succeed. They had individual dreams and then they had a collective dream to build a tower. As long as they were one, the Bible says nothing they have imagined will be held back from them. Nothing. As a collective group. And their individual success was tied up to the teams that they were all called to be a part of. Their collective team. In Genesis 11, let's read that scripture right here. I know sometimes we think, oh, I'm going to succeed by myself. Oh, yeah, see, you know, yeah, those, yeah, those people... You know, the people that, you know, I know God called us together. I know we're supposed to be pulling together in the same direction. But, you know, I, 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 I'm, I just don't really care about what they do. Forget them. I'm just going to go all out and succeed by myself. Well, that is, that is almost impossible. No one succeeds alone. All of us will succeed with the people that God has called us together with. Hallelujah. And unity is so powerful. It is unity that makes success achievable. I'm going to say that again. It is unity. Unity of purpose. Unity of spirit. Unity of accomplishment. Unity of graces. That is what makes success achievable. And then that's why the Bible says in Amos chapter 3 verse 3, can two walk together unless they are agreed? Right? If we're trying to go somewhere, and we're trying to go towards a certain destination, but we want to walk in different directions. We want to go, you, somebody wants to go that way, the other wants to go the other opposite way. Well, they will never arrive at that destination, right? It is unity that makes success achievable. If in your team, we're at work in the kingdom of God, if you have set goals and objectives, that didn't necessarily come from us, but came through whoever God put as the team head or team leader or whatever we want to call them. Sometimes shepherds, sometimes, you know, lead people. Well, once the direction is made clear, our individual success becomes manifest through the collective success of that team as we pursue the direction that has been given. If that direction is given, we don't like it, and we want to do our own thing. Sometimes I describe people, sometimes, especially in the body of Christ, <laughs> I describe people sometimes as being territorial, right? <laughs> like, in, in that tendency exists in all of us. We just have to, with the mind of the Holy Spirit, constantly subdue that and, and put the collective dream and the collective vision that we are called to pursue above that individual, you know, uh, um, single um, tunnel vision pursuit that we may have for ourselves. Mind you, yes, we, we walk, we walk, we are diligent in our path, we do our path, we do what we have been called to do on that team. But at the end of the day, it is, it is the team working together that guarantees our success. Sometimes we, 
we feel we want to be territorial. We feel like, yeah, I'm just going to succeed in my own, in my own assignment. I'm just going to, so I don't really care what happens to the other group. But, but it doesn't work that way. Part of what makes our own success achievable is that the entire team is pulling together. He says, right then, Genesis 11, they said one to another, go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for, for mortar. And they said, go to let us build us a city. This was their collective dream. Let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower where the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. It says in the Amplified, and now nothing they have imagined they can do will be impossible for them. Nothing. There's such power in unity. Now think about it though. When they said, let us build, let us, um, let us build a tower to, you know, whose top will reach the heavens and everything. Uh, as long as they were pulling together, their individual success, their individual goals would, be, would have been accomplished. But the moment their languages were separated, and now each person was trying to do their own thing, which they understood, right? They were trying to, everybody became territorial, and their languages were separated, and now they couldn't understand or collaborate with one another, then success became impossible. It, success became impossible for the collective group, but success also became in, impossible for every individual in that collective group. It is unity that makes success achievable. Hallelujah. I really, um, you know, I think a lot of times about uh, a story of someone like Joseph and how as a little boy he had a dream. And he was committed to pursuing that dream. Just like you and I are often committed to pursuing our dreams. And yet, until Joseph was put in position to interpret other people's dreams and help them achieve their dreams, his own dreams remained on the shelf. <laughs> Hallelujah. His own dreams remain on the shelf. Let's look at Genesis chapter 41. When we think about success, a lot of times we think usually about our success. But in order for us to achieve our success, individual success, the collective success of the teams that God has placed us in must take priority. We mustn't be so sold out to our thing, the way we want to do our own thing, that we get unplugged and we get disconnected from the rest of the team. We mustn't be willing to give everything to pursue our own dreams and give shabby, shabby, shabby to the collective dream and collective purpose of our team. We must not make the mistake of thinking, Oh, we'll just succeed regardless of what's happening to the general team because that's a misnomer. No one ever succeeds alone. I love what Pharaoh, after Joseph, um, shared with him in, um, in Genesis chapter 41, in uh, verse 32, Joseph, the Bible says, Joseph said, and for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. In verse 37, 
The Bible says, Pharaoh responded and said, The thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a man, such a one as this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed you all this, there is none so discreet and wise as you are. You will be over my house. And according to my word, according unto your word, Shall all my people be ruled? Only in the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, Bow the knee. And he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without you shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. How did, how did, how did Joseph's dream ultimately become fulfilled? Remember that dream he had when he was just age 17? which he shared with his brothers and they were upset with him. He shared with his father and his father says, Shh, don't, don't, don't repeat that. This dream that the Lord gave him when he was a tender a young man only became fulfilled when he interpreted correctly somebody else's dream. That is so powerful. And he may not have been thinking about it, but he's been able to interpret Pharaoh's dream and find himself, find his place on Pharaoh's team, ultimately pave the path, pave the way for his own dream to be fulfilled. I know that every single one of us, as I've already alluded to earlier, in this, in this lesson, um, sometimes we, we get into places uh, on our walk where we feel like, you know, everybody should be helping us. Everybody, everybody, should, everybody should gravitate towards us. Everybody should make us the focus, the center. Everybody should put everything aside and we wish you everything. What we are doing is what everybody should be doing. We all get there. We all, we all sometimes um, find ourselves in such places in life. But really the blessings of God, Jesus said in the New Testament, in, in, you know, Paul referenced this scripture. He said, it is more, he said, as the Lord said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Giving of ourselves in the pursuit of somebody else's dream and somebody else's aspirations usually makes the path, creates the path for our own aspirations to become fulfilled. It's just a spiritual law. It's just a spiritual law. The Bible says in Luke chapter three, verse uh, Luke chapter six, verse thirty-eight: "Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom." Sometimes we think we want to hold on for ourselves. We want to hold on to things for ourselves. We take our talents. We want to use them for ourselves. We take our giftings. We take our resources, and we want to use them for ourselves. But a lot of times, it is in giving away. It is in serving others. It is in making our talents and our gifts and our graces available to others that God actually paves the path for our own success to become manifest. Now, of course, you know, if you are going to work in teams successfully, it becomes extremely important that we are flexible. We must be flexible. As long as you are doing your own thing, as long as it's all about you and you are the center and it's just you and what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, you don't have to try to 
do anything or change anything. You don't have to try to be, you know, flexible, malleable in working with people because it's all about you anyways. But we've already established no one succeeds alone. You are not going to succeed if you are the only person in the picture. Right? So then, if we are going to walk in teams that God has assigned to us, how? I, I remember several years ago, I still remember exactly where I was in uh, 2016 in San Francisco, when, when the Lord, these words came out of my lips. I, I found myself speaking these words, teams change the world. But a broken team leads to broken dreams. Teams change the world, but a broken team leads to broken dreams. Um, what does it take to work in, on teams? What does it take to work with other people? If we have already established we will not succeed alone, what's it going to take for us to be plugged in to work with other people who are different from us? It's going to take a lot of flexibility. A lot of being malleable, a lot of a lot of being willing. Willing to be adjusted, willing to be molded, different from what our preferences may be sometimes. So you see where that question came from. Am I 100% sure that I am flexible, malleable, and agreeable? If you are not flexible, you are going to have problems working in teams. (laughs) If you are not malleable, you are going to have a lot of problems working on teams. If you are not agreeable, you are going to have serious problems working on teams. Listen, am I convinced that I am not rigid and unyielding in my ways? You know what it means to be rigid? To be set. Like, like a brick when you, you, you brick and mortar. You put mortar on, around, that, around that brick and then you put other bricks around it. And it's set. It's already set. When it dries up, it's set. You can't change it. That's different from potty. Potty, you know, potty is, is malleable. It's something that you can flex and you can change and you can build into different structures, different shapes. Success demands that. Success demands that we're more like potty than we are like brick and mortar. Because in order for us to plug in, to be able to plug in successfully with other people, we've got to be flexible. I want to ask you, are you flexible? (laughs) Are you flexible? Sometimes people think being flexible is a weakness. It's not. It's actually a strength. It means you have a capability to work in multiple ways. Sometimes people say, no, it has to be this way or no other way. Well, then you will never succeed. You will never succeed. I know one of the other questions was, are you open to change? (laughs) Right? The time is going here. I still have a couple of scriptures I want to read. Am I open to growing and exploring new ideas? Am I a team player? Am I open to change? Am I open to change? Am I open to change? Am I open to exploring? Let's read Jeremiah chapter 18 real quickly. Real quickly. Am I open to change? Am I flexible? Am I malleable? Am I agreeable? If I'm going to succeed, I have to find myself, my place on my team, my God-assigned teams. And if I'm going to find myself, my place on my God-assigned teams and do well, in my place, on my God-assigned teams, I have to be flexible. I have to be malleable. I have to be open to exploring new ideas. It can't be one way or no way. 
all the time. No leader will ever succeed that way. No leader. Have you found out? Have you noticed? It does take good followers to make good leaders. It takes good followers. When people are good at following, they are usually very good at leading because they have learned. They have learned to follow and they have learned from following leadership. So that eventually when they become leaders, they know the things that they learned in their own experience as a follower. It's not weakness to follow. Sometimes we think, well, if we're not doing it my way, if we're not doing it the way I think it should be done, then I'm not really succeeding. Actually, contrary to that, the, the exact opposite is true. Being willing to, to listen, being willing to celebrate other ideas and to, you know, to, to and being flexible enough to, to be willing to explore. There are things that people have done that have brought them success that you and I have never even ever tried in our lives. But a willingness to be flexible, to be malleable, makes it possible for us to adventure, to learn new ways of doing the same things, and ultimately to succeed. Most of the stories of successful people, you find out, successful people are usually very, very flexible, willing to do new things, willing to try new things in new ways, in different ways. And most people who are rigid, and all of us know people that can be described as rigid, right? People say, that's it. If you don't do it that way, forget it. He is not gonna, he's not going to do it. That's it. If you don't do it that way, she's not going to follow it. Don't just, it has to be the way he thinks or it has to be the way she thinks. That's the, way this, that's the only way this is going to work. They don't succeed. They will never succeed because they are working against a law that God put in place. Teams change the world. And broken teams lead to broken dreams. Let's read Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 1. The word of the Lord, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was mad in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel as he seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can I, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand house of Israel. Uh, we recently heard someone, an old person, someone who actually I think just turned a hundred years old, an old lady, um, was someone we got to know um, uh, through um, uh, one of our uh, relationships, used the expression motion is lotion. Motion is lotion. And I think she was talking about one of the reasons why she has made a success of her life, especially uh, longevity. Of course, the Lord's blessing was on her to live that long. And she was, she was in her clear mind. She was strong. She was agile at 100. And we all know that that is possible. Actually, it's not far-fetched because there's quite, no, no, quite a number of people that are achieving that, that, that um in, in, in our world today. Ultimately, that's a blessing from the Lord. And, and, um, and um, I know no matter how, what we do, no matter how, we can get everything right. If the Lord doesn't bless us with the gift of long life, longevity, uh, we're just not going to have it, right? But in addition to the Lord blessing us with that blessing, with that gift, there are certain things we do in life that actually enhance our ability to live long. 
And uh, she said, motion is lotion. Just keep on moving. Stay in motion. Stay in motion. And uh, that really impacted, impacted me. I heard that earlier this year, Pastor Tino and I, and I did. But of course, you know, that impacted me in so many ways. Motion is lotion. Just keep on moving. Keep on moving. Keep on moving in your mind. Keep on moving in your body. Keep on moving in your spirit. Keep on moving. Don't, don't, don't become set like brick and mortar. Be malleable. Be flexible. Keep, keep, stay in motion. Let the word of God keep fine-tuning your life. Keep God's priorities for your life. Do what things you already know, but keep growing. Keep growing. Keep, keep exploring. Motion is lotion. <laughs> right? As you keep moving, your life keeps moving. Your life is lubricated. As you keep moving, your, your mind is, is lubricated. Your, your body is lubricated. Your, your spirit is lubricated. Everything around your life is an emotion is lotion. When you get set and, and you are set like brick and mortar, then you, you begin, to, you begin to, to, to decay slowly. You, 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 you fail at things that you're supposed to succeed at. You find dryness in life. You struggle. Motion is lotion. God said, you ought to be clay in my hands. You ought to be clay in my hands, like potty. Not so set in your ways. Be malleable. Don't be so rigid. This is the way I've always done it. This is the way I think it should be done. If it's not done that way, I'm not going to. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because success will be difficult for you to come by. Stay flexible. Stay open to exploring. In everything that comes up in life, I say that, I, I, I say that a lot nowadays. I find myself saying that a lot. I'm flexible. <laughs> I'm flexible. <laughs> I know there have probably been years and years that I've been set in my ways like, yeah, it's got to be done this way. It's gonna, nah, I'm flexible. I'm flexible. It's, it's, it's a principle of scripture. Success will come to those that are open to exploring, open to new ideas. I, I want to close out. Uh, oh, Lord, help me here. I can't read these scriptures because I see our time is really far gone, but I want to read at least one or two of them. In Peter, in Acts chapter 10, verse 9 to 16, remember that trance that Peter saw? He went up to the rooftop to pray, and he saw a trance. Peter was a man of God. He was the apostle, was one of the lead apostles of the, the church. And he saw this trance and, you know, this sheet was lowered with animals that he thought were unclean. And God said, kill and eat. He said, no, 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 I've never tasted an unclean. I will never touch that. I will never. God said, God says, go ahead, kill. And he said, no, Lord. He said, no, Lord, I will not do it. No, Lord. No, Lord. And no, I won't do it. That's, that's the verbiage of people that are rigid in their ways. People that are rigid in their ways usually think no first. They usually think no first. But our response must be yes first to the Lord. And an openness when it's other people. Okay, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Three times he said, no, Lord, no, Lord. Only to find out later that this was really something God wanted him to do. And yet he thought he was, he thought he was, Abiding and sticking by God's principle. Am I malleable? Am I flexible? Am I willing to explore? I mean, through what God did, through him opening up, God was actually able to get the gospel to a Gentile nation. It blew everybody's mind. The rest of the church, the, the, the Jewish people, couldn't really, Jewish Christians couldn't relate with the Hebrew Christians. They couldn't understand it. Yeah. But it was God anyhow. Are we willing to explore new ideas, new things? 
You know, this same Peter, when he, um, when earlier on, when, when the Lord, when he first met the Lord and the Lord used his boat in Luke chapter 5 from verse 1 to 6, used his boat, says, you know, pull out and, and, you know, he gave up his boat to the Lord and he had, he had tried to catch fish all night, couldn't catch anything. He was dealing with failure. And, and after the Lord had finished ministering with his boat, the Lord said, cast your nets, cast your net to the other side. Cast your net on the other side. Hey, said, Peter said, well, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm a professional fisher. I'm a prof- professional fisherman. Try to catch fish all night, nothing. And you're asking me to put my, well, uh, doesn't make sense to me. Nevertheless, at your word. So he was open. And he found success. He found success. In order for us to be open, we have to be agreeable. Let's read two last scriptures here. We have to be agreeable. We have to be willing uh, first to have humility. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. I can't read that entire scripture. But hopefully um, we can read that um, or meditate on it when we have a minute. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5 to, to 13. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ. Let this mind be in you. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Wherefore, God also has highly exalted him, and given him a name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every new shubal and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let this mind be in you. What mind? A mind of humility, a mind of servanthood, a mind that is willing to follow, a mind that is willing to give up some of our rigid ways and be flexible and be malleable and be guided. Hallelujah. A mind that is willing, a mind that is willing in order to be flexible, in order to find our place and to succeed ultimately. We must become willing. Humility, servanthood makes it easy for us to work in our teams, makes it easy to be flexible. Say, okay, all right, let's do it your way. I'm flexible. Say with me, I'm flexible. Say, I'm malleable. Say, I lay down my rigidity. I'm like potty. I'm like clay. I'm not like brick and mortar. I'm not set in my ways. No, I'm open to exploring. I'm open to change. I'm open to growing. I'm open to following. I'm open to being led. And finally, let's read in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to read verse 11 here real quick from the Amplified. Finally, brethren, farewell, be strengthened, perfected, completed, made what you ought to be. Be encouraged and consoled and comforted. Be of the same agreeable mind, one with another. Live in peace. Then the God of love, who is the source of affection, goodwill, love and benevolence toward men, and the author and promoter of peace will be with you. Be of the same agreeable mind. We must be agreeable. We must be flexible. We must be malleable. Father, we thank you so much tonight for your mighty presence with us in this service. Thank you, Lord, for opening our eyes to see truths from the word of God, helping us find our place on the teams that you have assigned us to and that you have assigned to us. Lord, we receive the grace that we need tonight. We receive all that we need to um, successfully, to successfully operate on the teams that you have called us to. We receive grace to be flexible. We receive grace, Lord, to be malleable. We receive grace to work with other people. We receive grace to pursue the goals that you have given unto us and to do it in the ways that you have ordained. I give you all the glory and all the praise. I speak the blessing of heaven upon all of my brothers and sisters. I give you praise, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Oh, saints, I'm looking at my clock. Oh, my goodness. This was a long one tonight. A long one. Hallelujah. Bear with me. It's almost over. Um, this took quite a bit of plowing, but it's rich and it would enrich our lives. Amen. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us tonight and thank you for being patient and thank you for studying the word of God with, with us. Um, our time is up. I look forward to seeing you again. Same time next week. God bless you. Good night. <laughs>